Near-Death Experience Podcast, item number 262, June 24th, 2019. Kathy W., Probable NDE. Welcome to the Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official podcast of the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, NDERF. I'm your host, John Messer. Today we have a reading from the NDERF website that was posted on October 8, 2010 as NDERF post number 2278 and entry number 4520, linked to the actual posting in the show notes. And now, the probable NDE of Kathy W., My father was stationed at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and we were living on the base in the military housing. I was three years old towards the end of 1973. I remember the time because some of the neighborhood children came to visit me at the hospital wearing their Halloween costumes and gave me some of their candy since I was too ill to go trick-or-treating. I was ill with croup and pneumonia. I was very sick, had difficulty breathing, and was in so much pain. I remember seeing my parents, nurses, doctors walking around my crib, and they were distorted due to the plastic oxygen tent I was in. Oh, the pain. Then it quickly drew dark, and I was in the darkness which had a bright gold center. I did not enter it. It quickly entered and engulfed me. The light was so pretty, lovely. There was a figure sitting under an enormous tree with other small figures. Children were gathered around. The figure, male, funny I don't remember a race or hair color just illuminating light had a pure white robe on it was not the man Jesus but he was God creator others would probably have thought of him as Jesus he told me without words to come to him I went to him he was familiar and he held me and comforted me. I have never felt so safe, loved unconditionally, and the pain, it was gone. Oh, and that lovely sweet scent, roses, lily of the valley, like every flower in the world, surrendered one note of its being to create the perfect scent. I buried myself in the white robe, taking in this scent. I do not remember the robe feeling like fabric or having a weight like fabric. I did feel his strength. I was safe. He told me I was not to stay and that I would bring comfort to other children just like the ones gathered around him at that moment. I understood, although I wanted to be in that moment forever, and still do. Then, 
I was back in the tent and saw the crib bars around me. I wanted out. My mom opened the plastic because I was crying. I kept saying, home. And for some reason, I kept saying, water. My mom told me that I would be going home. However, when I recovered and was sent to my house, I continued to tell my mom that I wanted to go home. My mom would say, baby, you are home. I would tell her, no, I want to go home, like I did at the hospital. Throughout my whole life, if I become frustrated or scared, I will want to go home. Not suicidal ideation, but go home to the moment being comforted by the man in the white robe. Kathy W.'s probable NDE occurred in October of 1973 and was recorded on the NDERF website on October 8, 2010. So approximately 37 years passed before she told the world about it. Kathy W. was only three years old at the time of her NDE. I don't know about you, but there's not very much at all I can recall from being three years old. What little I can recall has nowhere near the emotion as what she describes. Now this is where it really helps to go to the nderf.org website and peruse the answers to the questionnaire people submit when they post their NDE. It can really help fill in some gaps and stimulate more thoughts about the spirit world. I have posted in the show notes the link to Kathy W.'s probable NDE. Let's go over some of her responses here. The first question is, did you have any knowledge of near-death experience prior to your experience? Her reply, no. I did not learn of NDE until I was in high school and it dawned on me what had happened. So even she did not realize the significance of this event until maybe a dozen or so years later, when she was in high school. The next question, did you see an unearthly light? And a reply, yes, the light was bright and could see and feel it without squinting or wanting to shade my eyes. That is another thing. The light did not cast shadows like the man in the robe was sitting under the tree, but there was no shade. So the bright light that is sometimes described by NDEers as brighter than a million of our suns, but it does not hurt to look directly into it, it's present in Kathy W.'s NDE. Yet this light did not cast shadows, and it is not painful to look at it quickly becomes obvious that we have to be cautious about trying to apply our physical realm sciences, such as physics and physiology, to the spirit realm. When we transition to the spirit realm, we quickly realize that we are not in Kansas anymore. The next question is, did you seem to enter some other unearthly world? And her reply is, a clearly mystical or unearthly realm. The tree and the meadow area was beautiful. Although I was aware of the surroundings, 
I was drawn to the man in the white robe. The colors, tones, scent was not of earth. Okay, so our senses, smell, touch, vision, all of our physical senses that we utilize here to describe our world are not the same there. The light doesn't hurt to look at because we are not using fleshy human eyes to look at them. Whatever our ability to visualize things in the spirit realm is accomplished by some other means. Thus, we can see 180 degrees in all directions, spherically, if you will, when we transition. We've heard many NDEers describe the music there as being full of sounds that we don't seem to have here. The same applies to color. When describing his NDE, Howard Storm noted that here we have three primary colors in our visual light spectrum, red, blue, and yellow. From these, we make secondary colors, such as red plus yellow equals orange, red plus blue equals purple, blue plus yellow equals green, and tertiary colors, such as blue plus green equals blue-green. But while Howard was in the spirit realm, he noted at least 80 new primary colors that we cannot see here. And Mr. Storm was an art professor. He would know what a primary color is. So we can expect to experience things very differently when we are there. The next NDERF prompt is the experience included. And Kathy W. says, strong emotional tone. Okay, it's very important to understand that our emotions are taken with us to the spirit realm. They will likely be heightened or otherwise enhanced, similarly to sound and color. This is going to come into play as we begin to understand more about the spirit realm, why we come here, and what we are to accomplish with our lives while here. What emotions did you feel during the experience? And she says, love, love, and more love. Comfort, joy, peace, trust, relief from pain, wisdom, awe, happiness. Well, if you listened to my near-death experience podcast, item number 261, you know that I am certainly able to relate to the feeling of love that is indescribable and seems to permeate everything. These words do not do it justice. Emotions are going to prove to be invaluable as we understand the big picture of our existence. The next question, was the experience difficult to express in words? And her reply is yes. The depth of the experience and understanding my place in the world while only being three years old. Well, I think it's reasonable to say that understanding the reason for our existence and our place in this world, let alone our place in the spirit realm, would be overwhelming especially for a three-year-old. But we're going to try and understand these things. The next question is, 
Did you come to a border or point of no return? And she says, I came to a barrier that I was not permitted to cross or was sent back against my will. Okay, very important. A barrier. A place we are not permitted to cross. We are told things like, it's not yet your time or you still have things to accomplish. This is important because it separates the near-death experience from death. One of our limitations in studying the spirit realm from the vantage point that NDEs give us is they are not death. They are near death. Is there a difference? Is what we experience in an NDE exactly the same as it will be when we do crossover and don't return? That will give us something to ruminate on. The next question is, did time seem to speed up or slow down? And her reply, everything seemed to be happening at once, or time stopped or lost all meaning. I don't know. I was three years old and did not have a sense of exact time, but I knew I was not in the hospital anymore. When I was held and comforted by the man, it lasted a split second and eternity all at once. Meaning, I was there, it lasted a long time, but when I came back, it was instant, and the pain was there, but not as intense. The feeling of comfort will last eternity. I was grateful. All right, the sensation of time happening all at once when we have an NDE. One of the best ways I've heard this described, and unfortunately I do not recall who said it, but one of the best ways I've heard it described is this. It's as if you're looking at a huge tapestry and you can see all the details of all the different scenes simultaneously. The next question is, did you encounter or become aware of any deceased or alive beings? And her reply, yes, the smaller children I did not know, but I knew they were there for me. However, the children knew me. The smaller children were gathered around the man. Now that I am thinking about it, I think these were children I was to help later in my life. I was more familiar with the man than anything I have ever been familiar with before. He communicated with my being. Now here's something very interesting. She did not know the smaller children that were around the man in the white robe, but they knew her, and she knew they were there for her. She says, quote, now that I think about it, I think these were children I was to help later in my life, unquote. The next question is, did scenes from the future come to you? She replies, scenes from the world's future. I was told I would help the children like those that were gathered around him. I did not know how I was going to help. Ironically, I 
fell into becoming a child abuse investigator slash social worker. I graduated college in 1991 during the last Great Recession, and I could find no job anywhere. I applied to every job in the newspaper, everything from pharmacy sales to postal worker and even football coach. I don't know a thing about football. The only place I received an interview was to be a child welfare worker. I beat out 252 other applicants, and the woman who hired me 19 years ago is still my mentor. When I was given that job and accepted, I knew at that moment what the man in the white robe meant. Wow. Some 18 years after her NDE, she understood what the man in the white robe meant when he told her she would bring comfort to other children just like those gathered around him. She knew what he meant when she had extreme challenges in seeking employment after college. She applied to everything and nothing came through except one interview, one job offer. She became a social worker who investigates child abuse. If you wrote that script, Hollywood would reject it saying it's not believable. Yet, here it is, manifested in the life of one Kathy W. Have you ever taken notice of how many things in your life turned out a certain way? A way you didn't know they would? Maybe even a way you didn't want them to but you realize now that they turned out the way they needed to. The next question, what was your religion prior to your experience? Her reply, moderate. None, really. I was only three years old. My family is Christian. The follow-up question, have your religious practices changed since your experience? And she says, yes. My parents raised me Christian. I believe the fundamentals and some of the philosophies of the Christian religion. I do not believe Jesus was the sole Son of God because we are all children of God. Jesus did exist and was chosen to share the wisdom of God's plan and the wisdom, ideas, are there to help us reach our true path of learning. But this is true in any religion, with any religious figure. They are all chosen by God for this purpose. And the next question, what is your religion now? She says, moderate. I never completely accepted Christianity as the one true religion. Ever since I can remember, I felt that the reason there are so many religions in the world is that God comes to us in an individual way for us to learn the lessons he wishes for us to learn. The various philosophies and religions are needed so we can take what we need for our individual learning plans. We are all serving the same God, and we are one. I rarely attend church. So similarly, it seems we are given what we need to experience in our NDEs to help us best fulfill our purpose as a spiritual being in a human body. During your experience, 
Did you gain special knowledge or information about your purpose? And Kathy W. says, yes. I understood why there are so many religions and the importance of experiencing and learning life's lessons. We have the free will to take as much from life lessons as we want and then free will to make changes or not. We are the ones that have to live with ourselves ultimately. I have an understanding of people, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I realize we all have good and evil within us, and it is up to us to figure out our path of individual learning. I had other knowledge and wisdom that I do not remember. I knew I had a specific purpose. However, some things are set lessons that we have to learn, so if we are at some point about to get off the main path, then there will be intervention to ensure we stay on our individual learning paths and learn particular lessons. What a beautiful insight. Kathy W. understands why there are so many different religions. She realizes this comes into play regarding what we must experience and learn in life. Our Creator not only allows this, but it seems to be part of the plan to get us to grow spiritually. There is something we all must take away from Kathy W.'s NDE. We all really need to respect the religions of others we share this world with. That may seem pretty hard for some of us to do, we are all on our own spiritual journeys here. Perhaps this is part of what you need to address about yourself in this world. We all need to be tolerant and respectful of others. Look, we will never know everything about the spirit world until we get there. But by exploring NDEs and other spiritual topics, it absolutely should give us a new window to look through and see ourselves in this world. We're going to see, as we explore the spirit realm, that we take emotional baggage with us. We don't bring our physical bodies with us when we transition. But we do bring our emotions. Our feelings about others and about ourselves will come with us. So I think it wise to start working on ourselves now with our sites on the eternal future. I'm including a link in the show notes for this episode of a YouTube video from a recent CBS Sunday morning episode that tells the story of Richard McKinney and how he transformed his life rather drastically to say the least. This clip runs for only about five and a half minutes. I hope it serves to help you assess your mindset about everything. Your relationship with yourself, with your neighbors, with the way you think about NDEs, with the way you think about everything that's going to come into play when you transition. The next question, is there anything else that you would like to add about your experience? And she says, I do have a fear of death, though not like other people. Most people fear they will not continue on. I fear I will not learn the life lessons properly or I will fail to meet the expectations of my calling before I die. Like I may be laid off 
although I am worried about how we will afford to meet our bills, I am more worried I will fall off my path of learning through being a social worker. This is an eye-opener. Kathy W. fears dying, not because of what she will experience in the hereafter. In fact, she longs to go home, and that is not a suicidal ideology. She knows how wonderful it will be to go home where that unconditional love awaits her return. Kathy W. fears exiting this life without discovering what she needs to learn here or to transition before meeting the expectations of her calling. This is so very powerful. I don't fear death. I fear falling short in life. And this is not a fear of falling short in life by not being successful or by not making enough money. And this is not a fear of failing to keep up with the Joneses. No. This is a fear of falling short of what her spirit is here to accomplish. So what are we to accomplish while we are here? If you want to say having an NDE is a fortunate event, then we aren't all fortunate enough to have an NDE and get direct insight from our Creator to the fact that there is a definite purpose to our lives. So, how do the rest of us come to understand the meaning of our existences in this earthly realm? We're going to be spending some time figuring that one out. And it is certain that there will be different ways of figuring that out, just as there are different religions and different NDEs. There will be different reasons for each of us to be here. Let's all keep open minds and open hearts as we explore. You can be sure the bottom line of everything will be based in love. The next question, do you have any psychic, non-ordinary, or special gifts after your experience that you did not have before the experience? And Kathy W. says, Yes, I am very sensitive to death and to other people. I am very good at my job, and children trust me, even shy ones. I know I have saved and improved children's lives. I always follow my gut when doing an investigation or providing social work services. Even though I left child welfare, I am helping the incarcerated women now, which will impact their future children once they are released from prison. The topic of gaining special abilities and powers after having an NDE is going to be probed in depth in an interview I will be having in a near future episode with a researcher in this field. I will be posting that interview here in the coming weeks, so keep your ear pressed to this podcast. The final question asks, have you ever shared this experience with others? And Kathy W. says, no, not the experience of age three years old. So Kathy W. hasn't shared this experience with anyone 
until she posted it on the nderf.org website. She waited about 37 years to tell the world about it. I hope it has given you something to contemplate about the afterlife and even about your mortal life on this planet. And I hope it gives you an appreciation for how this type of anonymous yet personal information can touch others' lives. If you have had an NDE or an out-of-body experience, maybe it's time that you opened up to the world about it. If you think so, go to nderf.org. Tell us what you experienced. When you do, be sure to give the NDERF full copyright authority so I can share it easily with others on this podcast. If you do this, please drop me an email telling me that you did so I can try and get that information on the podcast as soon as possible. My email address is neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or you can send a voicemail or even a text message to 970-633-2278. That's 970-NDE-CAST. When you leave a voicemail, there's a three-minute limit per call. So if you have more to say after it disconnects in three minutes, call back, pick right up where you left off. I can easily splice it together. When you contact me, please let me know if you want your comments to be anonymous or not shared at all. The links in the show notes for this episode include the contact information for the podcast, a link to the Patreon page for those who desire to support the show, and the link for Kathy W.'s original post on the nderf.org website. It also includes the link from the CBS Sunday morning program that tells the story of Richard McKinney. I hope to hear from you. Give me some feedback, how you like the program, what you'd like to hear. But that's all we have time for in this episode. I hope you continue to join me right here as we explore near-death experiences and other spiritual topics in an effort to better understand being an eternal spirit living a mortal life. Until next time, this is your host, John Messer, reminding you it's all about attitude and gratitude, and our attitude should always be love.